Okay, today we're going to do something different, um, and we're going to do something in Yana Diyama. We didn't, we weren't here for Hanukkah, so we couldn't do that in Yana Diyama. So we're going to do something. Um, I'm sorry, Batavis, yeah. More text, text, Yotavis. The three day production. No text, no. Oh, no, I like text. I'm sorry. Um, I can send it to you afterwards. I I understand. Um, now, the truth is, so Sarbatevitz is on Thursday. Now, the truth is um, that if you look in the Slisa, and really it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch also, the same thing, that really in Teves, the I think the Lashon in the Slisa is that we were uh, hit three times, a threefold hit. Three things happened in Teves. Ches Teves, the Shulchan Aruch says, Nichtav Teira Yevonis Lutamai Hamelech. Ches Teves was today, Tuesday. Um, the Teira was written by Talmai Hamelech, made the, Chachach, the Chachamim translate the Teira into Yevonis. No. Right, yes, Targum Shivan. That's this, that's this. That's yeah. And Chazal tell us that this... Uh, with a tough Lamed Mamiot. Um, and Chazal tell us that the world was Chayshech, was dark for three days when they wrote it into Yavanis. That's Ches, Tes, and Yud, with three dark days, um, the Torah being written into Yavanis. Three days twice? Doesn't sound. I'm not sure. Um, some places sound like it was three days. Some places, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, in Shulchan Aruch it says on the ninth of Teves, which is tonight, tomorrow, the lashon of the Shulchan Aruch is Loinoida Masara Haisabai. We don't know, or it's not known, or wasn't told to us what Sara happened, but it was a day of Sara. I just want to backtrack a minute. Um, where is this found in Shulchan Aruch? In Shulchan Aruch, there's a simon called Hilchus Tainus. In the olden days, in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, there was something called Megillas Tainus. I don't know if we mentioned this here, mentioned other places. I don't remember where. The Megillas Tainus was in the times of the Beis Hamikdash. There were many times there were a tsara for Kla Yisrael, and then they were saved from the tsara. All different types of things, from the Stukim, from this, from that other places, and the Chachamim made a quasi Yontif out of that day. Every month has days of Yom Taivim. Now, what type of Yontif is it? It's not a Yontif of uh, celebration. You're not allowed, it's a Yontif that you're not allowed to fast on that day, or you're not allowed to say a spadim on that day. And some of them, Chazal said, you can't fast the day before or the day after. It's called Megillus Tainus. Now, these days, Ches, um, now, those were days of Yomtif. There were other days that there were fast days. Part of Megillah Tainus, there were days of Yomtif. And then there was the end of Megillah Tainus, there were days that there were Tsaras, and there were days that Chazal were Masakin to fast. These days, Ches, Tes, and Yud were days of Tainus. So day number Ches was a fast day because of Talmai HaMelech. Tess was a fast day, but the Shulchan Aruch says, We don't know what happened, but it was a fast day. And then Asar B'teves is a tiny Sibur. We know on Asar B'teves that Samach Melech Baba Yishalayim Lachriva began the siege and... Can you just hit that door closed while you pass by the other one? Thank you. Um, the... 
Malach Babel lay siege to Yerushalayim, which was the beginning of what will eventually, a couple years later, be the Churban. So we have three days of kindness. Now, what happened on Tess? It says, well, no, we don't know what happened. But the Magen Avram brings down, and in the Slichas, if you look at the Slichas, it says there, Ezra HaSeifer died. So tonight, Tess Tevis is the yard site of Ezra HaSeifer. On Tess Tevis. And that was a Torah for Klai Yisrael, and therefore, um, it's a day of Tainus. So Ches... One second, that's going to be what we're going to talk about. Okay, very good. Okay, so that's the question that what did they not know about? Everyone else seems to know. We know, and the, the Magan Avram, and it's in the Slichas. So why does it say, Loinoida? They didn't know. Now, so those are the three days. We have Talmud HaMelech, Ches, we have Ezra Seifer on Tess, and then we have Yud, is um, the siege of Yerushalayim began. Who was Ezra HaSeifer? Ezra HaSeifer was from Nanshiknesis Akdailah, one of the Nevi'im, and we'll see what he accomplished for Klai Yisrael and why he's called Ezra HaSeifer. Now, there's a very famous Chassam Seifer, he says as follows. The Paiskim say, if Asar Batavis would ever fall out on a Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. Now, no, it can never fall out on a Shabbos. It may fall out on a Friday. Right, it's also the only time it's to fall out on a Friday. But if it would fall out on a Shabbos, which it can't in our calendar, but in the days of Mikhail Savon it could, so the Pais can say we would fast. Even Tishavah we don't fast on Shabbos, only in Kippur. And the question that arises is, why is that? Why would he fast? What's the yachas? Even Tishabov, the day of the Churban, we don't fast if it falls on Shabbos. We push it off. Why would it be that Asar Batevis is such a Chomer fast that we would fast on Shabbos? So the, there's many different uh, um, explanations, but there's a Chassam Seifer that says as follows. He says that... He says as follows. He says, what really is the reason that we fast on Asar Batavis? There was a siege in Yerushalayim? Well, it's not the first time Yerushalayim was under siege. There were other times in history that Yerushalayim was under siege. Okay, so says the Samsei, if you're right. Two and a half years after Asar Batavis, when Melech Bovo came and lay siege to Yerushalayim, so is when the Khorban happened. Says the says the says the Chassam Seifer. I'll tell you really what the day of Basar Batevis is about. When Melech when Melech Babel came and lay siege to Yerushalayim in this world, in Bezdin Shomayla, they were paskining if there was going to be a korban or not. When he lay siege and began what ended up being the korban, is the day that Bezdin Shomayla sat down. He had people saying, people, he had Malachim saying L'schus, and Malachim saying L'chayva, and there was a din, if there's going to be a Chorban Habayis. It wasn't decided on Tishabab, it wasn't decided on Shabbat Shabbat it was decided on Asara B'teves, two and a half years prior to the Chorban, if this is going to lead to the Chorban or not. Now, of course, the Shaykh Chum and all these things, but when was the, always after the Gzar Din, it's much harder. When was the Gzar Din? The Gzar Din was that day, Asara B'teves, two and a half years before the Tishabab of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. And it came a point, obviously, the, 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 uh, the, the uh, Masmi'il, 
Nachalim, so to speak, the ones who were Lechaiva one, and it was Gepaskind and Asara Beteves Churban Yerushalayim. Says the Chassam Seifer, Kol Dor Shalei Nivna Beis Hamigdash Biyamov Kilo Nechra Biyamov. No, that's from Chazal. Chazal say anyone, any door the Beis Hamigdash was not built is as if it was destroyed. When it, so that means every year it's like there's a new Chorban Beis Hamigdash, right? Now when is the Gzardin for this year's Chorban Beis Hamigdash? If it's going to be Nechrav this year or is it going to be built, not Nechrav or rebuilt this year? Says the Chassam Seifer, it happens on Asar Betavis. The Gzardin, if there's going to be a Chorban Beis Hamigdash, this coming Tishabov, meaning it's not going to be rebuilt, of course, again, we could do Tshuva to the last minute. But after the Gzardin, it's much harder to do Tshuva. And you need a greater Tshuva for that. When's the Gzardin? The Gzardin every year is on Asar Betavis. Says the Chassam Seifer as follows. There's a monumental difference between when you're allowed to fast on Shabbos and when you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. When you have something that you're fasting because something happened in the past, so then you're not allowed to fast on Shabbos. Shabbos today is Shabbos, you're not allowed to fast. If someone fasts on a yard side of a parent, comes out that's something in the past, comes out on Shabbos, you don't fast. Tisha B'Av, why are we fasting? For something that happened in the past. You don't fast on Shabbos. But what happens in Chas Vishal, there's a concept called a Tainus Chaloim. Someone has a dream that's disturbing them, and they want to fast. You fast even on Shabbos. Why? Because the Tzara is right now. It's not in the past, it's not in the future. It's a Tzara right now. Is this dream something that's foretelling something that's going to go wrong, that's happening right now? You're allowed to fast because it's a Tzara that's happening in the present. Therefore, says the Chassam Seifer, Asara Beteves is a Tzara in the present. It's not something from the past. It's a Tzara right now. Is there going to be a Korban Beis Hamikdash this year? So therefore we fast on Asara Beteves to try to do Tshuva for hopefully there won't be a Gzara Din today Asara Beteves. And even if today is Shabbos Asara Beteves, a tzara that is happening right now, you fast even on Shabbos. That says the Chassam Seifer is the difference between Asara B'Tavis and Tishabov. Tishabov is for the past. Asara B'Tavis is a fast in the present. In our minds, Asara B'Tavis, Shabbat B'Tavis starts in three weeks, and we're all into the Avelis and this, it's in the world of Korban, and so on and so forth. Asara B'Tavis, it's in the winter, it's a short fast, and the neck comes in the middle here, which is how Hanukkah, we're waiting for Purim, and they bother us in the middle over here. With, but truthfully, this is more or we would even fast on Shabbos because this is the Gzardin it's a Tzara at this moment on Thursday on Asara Betavis is going to be Gepaskin and Shemayim it's going to be a Korban it's a Tzara right then and Tshuva right then could stop that Gzardin and that's why we would even fast on Shabbos if it would be fall out on Shabbos which it can't happen but that would be we would fast on Shabbos yeah so <coughs> It's a Tzara also now in our time because we don't have these makeup. But it's more, but we're, we're, we're not, it's not being actually Tzara. Correct, that's um, what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So, this is a, a Chiddush from the Chassam Sartre. Yes? Okay, um, I'm just wondering, um, according to this, sometimes like if you were to to make a Tzara for something, they would feel like you don't Depends, they have, there's different rules and regulations. Depends what it's for, it could be. Now, 
continues the Ksam Zaifer, and this leads us in to the days that we're dealing with tonight is the is Ezra Cipher. And there's gonna be a couple different ways to say what the Ksam Cipher is gonna say. As we'll see, he himself is gonna say it in a diff- in different ways in different places. But each one is going to give us an insight into Kla Yisrael, Ezra Cipher, and so on. He says as follows. The Gem- Ezra Cipher, Chazal say really was on the Madrego that he should be the one who should give us the Torah. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Torah, Ezra HaSeifer was on the Madrego that Roy Litein Torah al Yadai. Now, what did Ezra do? Ezra, Chazal say, saw that the Lashon HaKadosh was being forgotten from Kla Yisrael. Lashon HaKadosh as we know it including the Ksav Ashuris the Ksav of a Sefer Torah which is called Ksav Ashuris was being forgotten from Kla Yisrael and we'll see why soon and therefore what he did was he saw there was only one Sefer Torah that was written in the proper Ksav all other Sefer Torah were not written in Ksav Ashuris and what he did was he enacted that from then on we start writing in Ksav Ashuris Sifrei Taira and we start writing Lashon HaKadosh in order that the Taira should be in the sky he instituted that Sifrei Taira should be written in Ksav Ashuris and only we're going to get to that in a moment now what was it written before that? So that leads us to a Gemara. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, and this is why he's called Ezra HaSeifer. It was the Seifer. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says as follows. A fascinating Gemara. The Gemara says, Amar Marzutra, B'tchila nitna Torah liyisrael b'ksav ivri. Torah was given to Kla Yisrael not in ksav Ashuris, in ksav ivri. Ivri was a, was a place. Eber Hanar, ivri, is a lashon. It was given to Kla Yisrael. What type of writing? What were the letters? Ivri, ivri letters. Was this Torah given in? To Kla Yisrael. B'tchila nitna Torah liyisrael. It was given, written down. Wait a second. Oh boy. The Lashon HaKadosh. The language of Lashon HaKadosh. The letters were given to Klai Yisrael as Ksav Ivri. Chazra v'nikna lehem bimei Ezra. In the days of Ezra, it was given to Klai Yisrael in a different way. To Ksav Ashuris, which is how we have a Sefer Torah, our Aleph base. The Lashon Arami. But the language was not Lashon HaKadosh, was Aramaic. Yisrael, Klai Yisrael chose Ksav Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh. They chose Ksav Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh. And they left Lehejaitis for the regular people, Ksav Ivris and Lashon Aramis. Now, what's going on over here? What's going on? It almost sounds like from this Gemara that the way we have the test. I'm sorry? Yeah. Repeat the whole thing? No, we do not. The Klai chose. chose for themselves Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh. And they left over before that. Okay. Betchila Torah was given to Klai Yisrael in the letters, the writing was Ivri, and the language was Lashon HaKadosh. 
In the days of Ezra, it changed to Ashuris and to Aramaic, the language of Aramaic. And then Klai Yisrael chose for themselves the best of both worlds, Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh. Now it almost sounds from this Gemara as if the way we have Ashuris, the way a Torah, say for Torah is written, what? No, it was written in Ashuris, but the language was Aramaic. The letters were Ashuris letters, but the language was Aramaic. In other words, that they would spell out Aramaic words in Ashuris. In Ashuris letters. Aramaic words use also Hebrew letters. So use Ashuris letters, but the words would be like Aramaic, like a reading of Gemara, which obviously you don't read, I hope. What? Okay, we'll, we'll see in a second. All the lines. So it sounds like from this Gemara that when we got the Torah from Aisha Rabbeinu and we got the Luchas perhaps it wasn't the letters we have in the Sefer Torah. It says B'tchila was given B'ksav Ivri which is a very hard thing to understand. Especially, number one who's allowed to change things? If we didn't get the Torah the way we have it now who's allowed to change it? You're not allowed to just change things. Number two Chazal tell us that in the Luchas the Mem and the Samach where B'nai saw you in, right? They stood B'nai's because it was carved through and through. And a mem and a samach have that middle cut out. So how they stand? B'nai's. That only works if the Luchais were written in Ksav Ashuris. If it was written in some other language, there was a mem and samach, there wasn't a different language. Maybe the other language. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was No, but the writing, the letters, were Ksav Ivri. What is that? Like the it's something like uh, something, uh, some different types of letters. Right, we have Rashi letters, we have print letters, right, whatever that means. And we have the Ashuris letters, right? Yeah. They're all related to each other, but how, they're different. How do we know that? And we have script letters. What script letters, right? How do we know that, that um, Ashuris is you know, special just because the Nate's still chosen? Slow down, slow down. So, I mean, how, why would it be a We problem? have it. Right? We have it, but why... So one second. So we have a different type of retire that Maitre Amenu got. So why is the problem that it was written in Israel that they couldn't stand on their own? It was written in Israel. No, tell us it was a nate that the Mem and Samach and the Luchais, right, right, the middle piece didn't fall in. Well, that only works in Ksav Ashuris. Why does it only work in Ksav Because the Mem and the Samach in Ksav Ivri doesn't look like that. Oh. So it wouldn't be such a problem. But it's a different set of Luchais? Different set of Luchais? Oh. Wait a minute, so what the second set wasn't written in Ashur? How do you know? Because it's written in Okay, that I don't know. Um, so now, so now, says, so the Mepharshim explained as follows. Everyone agrees that the Luchais and there was a Sefer Tyra, my Shabbat and Pashas Vayelach wrote 13 Sefer Tyra. One of them went next to the Aaron Kaidish in the Mishkan. That Sefer Tyra and the Luchais were written in Ksav Ashuri. Everybody agrees to that. Ashuri is what the Rebbe gave us, the Tyra and the Luchais, all in Ksav Ashuri. Sefer Torah, that was promotion. Correct. You're not following. 
Everyone agrees. We'll slow down. Listen for a second. Everyone agrees. The original Sefer Torah, the original Luchais, were written Biksav Ashuri. Now, Ksav Ashuri has a lot to it. There's little, uh, there's little crowns on some of the letters. Kagin. There's all different types of things in Ksav Ashuri. And Chazal tell us Rebbe Kiva from those little crowns with Darshan piles of halachas. There's a lot of Saidis, there's a lot of Jerushas, there's a lot of Tairish Abalpad that's in every ice in Ksav Ashuris. And that's why the Tairish is written in Ksav Ashuris because there's a lot of Ramazim there, there's a lot of secrets, a lot of Jerushas, Luchais, everything was written in Ksav Ashuris. Now, what's going on here in this Gemara? In this Gemara, what happened is as follows. The Sefer Torah that was in the Beit HaMikdash and the Luchais were Ksav Ashuris. However, in order to give Kavod, and this is where things are going to be a little different in each different shot, but the first way we'll say is, in order to give Kavod to the Sefer Torah that was in the Aran, that it's something special, when they wrote other Sifrei Torah in Kla Yisrael, everyone else wrote Sifrei Torah, they did not write it in Ksav Ashuris. Either if for that reason, it wasn't, they wanted to say there's that special Sefer Torah that's in the Aran, or maybe it was easier for them, they were more, they were more accustomed to Ksav Ivri than they were to Ksav Ashuris. And this was the minig constantly in Klal Yisrael that Sifrei Torah were not written in Ashuris that was special for the Sefer Torah in the Beis HaMegdash. Ezra came along and that's why the Gemara says Bitchila it was Biksav Ivri V'Lashon HaKadosh. It was written in Lashon HaKadosh the language was Lashon HaKadosh but the letters were not Ashuris. Why? It was for covered for the Sefer Torah in the Heichel. Ezra came along and he said no that people are losing an appreciation in what the real Ksav of the Torah is no one ever saw it whoever goes into the Mishkan and looks at the Sefer Torah the Hamaynam was going to grow up and they grew up thinking that this is it this Sefer Torah is, is it and therefore Ezra decided we have to bring Ksav Ashuris back to Klai Yisrael and he instituted the writing of Ksav Ashuris in Klai Yisrael But you still were not allowed to. What? What happened to those? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know how those were written. Now. Rebbe Kiva was after Ezra Sifer. No, Rebbe Kiva came afterwards, first of all. Ezra didn't, Ezra didn't darshan all the crowns. Ezra brought back the Ksav that has in it the drushes. Now, to, to still keep this Sefer Torah in the Heichel different, so it says he let them write in Ashuris but the language had to be Aramaic you used Ashuris letters so people shouldn't forget there's a letter of Ashuris but the language he didn't allow Sifrei Torah to be written in Ashuris the language was uh, the letters of Ashuris were allowed to be used but Lashon Arami Kalal Yisrael then took it to the next to the next Madrega and they started writing Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh to keep that appreciation 
I'm not clear if they wrote the Sefer Teret Arami or every time they were allowed to use Ashura's letters not in the Sefer Teret regularly when they wrote things but not for Lashon HaKaitish again so they should be familiar with the letters of Ashura's but not to still have something special about the Sefer Teret Shabbat Kalei brought it to the next Madrega and they said no it's going to be Ashura's and Lashon HaKaitish now that's just the Gemara what? Which second letter? Which second letter? It doesn't sound like they wrote Sefer Tyre in America. It sounds like Ezra allowed them. Ezra allowed them to use the letters of Ashuris, not to forget the letters, but only if you used it to write Aramaic words. So the Sefer Torah still was written in Ksav Ivri, so it should be different than the Sefer Torah Shabbat So as we should not forget what Ashuris looks like, so then Ezra was allowed the writing of Ashuris. However, then Klaisel decided, no, Ashuris and Lashon HaKadosh. That's the Gemara. Now that's just step number one. It'll become a little clearer as we go to the next steps. Now the Chassam Sefer says as follows. The Chassam Sefer says in a drasha. He says as follows. He says, it's based on this Gemara, but he's taking it a little differently. And he says that... He says like this. He says that the way the Sefer Torah was meant in Klai Yisrael to be was to be hidden away in the Mishkan. Like we just said. It wasn't for the Hamoin Am, for regular people to see why? Because in the Isis of the Tyra, their Tzura, what they look like, and the Tagin, and all different things, the Kaitin, the little, uh, the little edge of the Yud, Chazal say from the little, on the side of the Yud, there's a little thing that sticks out. Also, you can darshan halachas from there. I don't know what any of this means, but that's what Chazal say. If you understand, Saitis HaTayra, it's all there in the Isis. And like we said, Rebbe Kiva with Darshan, piles of halachas. Now, what were all these halachas? They were all Teresh Peh. Meaning, there's halachas that we have Teresh Peh from Aisha Rabbeinu, but Hashem put them, a remez, in the Isis of the Torah. So if you knew where to find them, you could find the remez to these halachas. Kozman Teresh Peh was intact by Kla Yisrael. You didn't need to see the Isis of the Torah. It's intact. The Messiah is clear. It goes from Dar to Dar. Everyone knows the Halachas. Where they came from? This Tamid Chachamim, who, like a Rebbe Kiva, were on that level. They could go look at the Sefer Torah. They could find the Halachas there. But the rest of Kla Yisrael, they're not darshaning the Isis. So what do they need it for? To know the Halachas? They know the Halachas anyways. There were times, says the Chassam Seifer, Nevi'im or Chachamim, if they needed to find something, they'd go to the Sefer Torah, their fancy Sefer Torah, they would look, they would make a drasha, they would decide what they needed to know, and finish. They would roll it up, and they would go tell Klai Yisrael, and that's it. And everybody else, 
Everybody else, they would know, for example, by Dabra Shem or maybe there's a lot of drushes in that Pesach. So, they would have, they didn't, didn't need the Ksav, because they weren't making the drushes. They knew that in this Pesach, there's a lot of Tarish about Peh. So, what's the difference if I write it in, in our script, for example? I know there's a drush in that Pesach. I have to know where the tagging and all these things are. I'm not doing that. The Chachamim are taking care of that. But when it came a point that after the Churban Abayas and Ezra Asaifer was in Babel and he came up to rebuild Bayashani, he was in the time of Churban. So what happened when the Shekhinah went into Golas, there came Shitka to the world. Forgetting. Tarish started to be forgotten. It came finally many years later that Rabbeinu HaKadosh decided we have to write down the Mishnah. Right? You weren't really allowed to write down Tarish Shabbat There's an Itzer to write down Tarish Shabbat Rebbe decided if not Tehra is going to be lost we're going to write it down so there was a Shikha Satira going on so Ezra felt that it's time to take the Sefer Tehra out of the Heichal and let everyone in Kla Yisrael read the Ksav Ashuris and see the Sefer Tehra it's necessary because it's not so simple anymore, Tere Shabbat Peh. And we need the reminders, we need to see where the Jerusha is, so on and so forth. That's what Ezra Seifer felt is necessary. Now there's a big danger in doing this. The danger in doing this is that anyone who wants to start making up their own drushes. Once it's a free-for-all and everyone has access to it, so Ezra Seifer, and this is a Meshachachma, a very similar Meshachachma in Parshas Vayelech, by those two Tzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzitzit
it all came because everyone had access to it. And he felt it was Kedai with his Ruach HaKadosh, obviously, with the Navi, the Ruach HaKadosh, it's Kedai to do such a thing. So however you look, whichever way you explain this, Ezra HaSaifer, what he did was, he brought the Ksav Ashuris, that was in the Sefer Torah Shebeheichol, out to the Hamayin Ham, to all of Klai Yisrael to have access to. Yeah? Um, I have a few questions. Okay, just hold, hold the line a second. Yeah? You have a few questions or just? I don't even know. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, one second. How, how was he able to... He had a Torah from the Aron? Yes. Uh, a, Ezra himself had a Torah. Either he had a Torah from the Aron or he copied that Torah. There's a Torah. There's a famous thing, the Torah that Ezra wrote. See, that's why it was called Ezra HaSafer. He wrote a Torah copied it from the Sefer Torah Sheba Oren right you have to remember after the Chorban Abayis there was no more Oren right, so the Sefer Torah was Nigmas but he had a copy from it he had copied it and from here it went that he let everyone have copies of that Sefer Torah originally it was in it was in it was in Lashon Kodesh when he copied it yes okay but he kept it in Aramis no well his original Sefer Torah copied in Dashuras okay. everyone else had it in Savivri yeah correct yeah what was your question um, so the concept of learning, they never really learned, like, they only learned about Correct. Everything was, everything was about that. Except Tarashev. I mean, they had Tarashev, they had Tarashev except. They, they read the Psukim, but everything else was all Tarashev about that. So what did they have that was going to be Tarashev? What did they have, what, in the Beit HaMikdash? They had the Sefer Tarashev. No, so what did they learn from? They didn't have the, the, the regular people didn't learn from that? No, they had all Messiah. That the Chachamim will get up and say, everything that we have now, Mishnayis and Gemara and those types of things, they, they were, was all about that. Everyone had to say it by heart and learn it by heart. Now, now, what happens? What happens? Yeah? We don't know what the drushes are. We can't make our own drushes anyways, because they'll tell us many drushes were made from the crowns. Which drush exactly? Which one? What? Chazal did it. Chazal made the drushes. I mean, in, if, if you learn Kabbalah, which I hope you don't, but, um, which I don't either, but in Kabbalah, there's a lot of Tisrei Tyra in all these talking. What that means, I don't know, but that's what they tell me. I can't, uh, what? Did you say after Ezra? Yeah. After Ezra, all after Ezra. Now, so now what happens? Now, so Ezra brought Savashirus to the world. Fine. He brought it to the Hamayna. But that brings us to the next danger. And that is, if it's available for everyone, as is, so what's going to happen? Now you can start translating it to other languages too. If you have the Torah in its original form, it's going to be used to translate. If we only have anyways a Ksav, it's not the thing, so, okay. But if, and the, if the Hamaynam doesn't have access to the Torah of Bechlau, you have to know exactly how this works. But if the Hamaynam didn't have access to it, but what happens? Once Ezra Cipher brought it to the forefront, now there was Sifrit Torah all over the place, in its regular, pristine form of the Sefer Torah, now comes along a Talmai HaMelech, and he takes it to the next stage, and he translates Torah into Yavanis. Now, when you do that, you have a big problem. Because in Yavanis, you don't have any... Talmai HaMelech made the Shem right? You, first of all, there's no Tagin, there's no Tzura Sa'isius. You lose 
all of the beauty of the Ashuris, which we had kept originally in the Beis HaMikdash. We didn't want to let anyone see it. We brought it out to the Hamaynam, but now what happens when you translate it to the next language? So now, you translate uh, Bereshis Bar Alikim, or Bereshis Bar Alikim doesn't make any sense, you say Alikim Bar Bereshis, like they changed for him, and now you have Hashem Kriya Alikim Bar Bereshis, or all different changes that they made. Why? That's one problem, but the second problem is, if you write the title in English, could you start saying, well, there's an extra S, really, there's no S in English, or there's an extra letter, or there's a tag, or there's a, a crown, or there's an X, you lose that whole thing. So, when you now take the title, and take it out of Ashuris and into Yavanis into other languages you lose all that Teresh of you lose that all, to all that Teresh of well, well, one second oh, okay but what eventually happens from there the Jewish people also said who says you should darshan these things maybe there's Pshut Eishel Mikra let's forget all the drushes that's what they have to do with Yavanis that's just too bad people it has to do with the well, it's, it's stages. Once the Torah was brought, says the Chsam Seifer, that once Talmai HaMelech translated the Torah into Yavonis, that was the beginning of all Apikursus and Stukim and all the things we... When was Talmai HaMelech? Talmai HaMelech was the beginning of Vayashani, before Hanukkah. What happened by Hanukkah? All the Mitzyavnim, they didn't believe in the Chachamim, the Stukim in the second base HaMikdosh, they didn't believe in Torah Shabbat Peh. That all began, says the Chassam Seifer, because Talmai HaMelech took the Torah and translated it into Shivim L'Shoinus, and now there's the concept, 70 against 1. Should we read the Torah with all the Jerashas in the Torah Shabbat Peh, or should we read the Pashib Shat? Um, um, uh, what's the case? The famous one, right? So we know it also maybe does, also means whatever it is. Don't give someone a bad answer. But the Stukim says it means don't trip a blind person. Why? Because when you translate the Torah, if you go take the Art Scroll translation of the Torah, well, Art Scroll, take the King James version of the Bible, it's a translation. It'll say there, don't trip a blind person. So Chazal came along and said, well. If well, we learn the Pashas Kedoshim, but Chazal had drushes. Loisitein, it doesn't say Loisosim, it says Loisitein. All the meaning. That's all Lashon Hakaidish. So they can make drushes. But if you don't have Lashon Hakaidish, you have an English translation. So finish. Don't place it on the back of my person. That's the end of it. Well, the reading English translation, I think people were not making drushes regardless of English people. No, but it, it gave food. Those people it gave them now ammunition. There's a Pashup Shad in the world. No, let's forget Chachamim. That led, some Zyper says this, he writes uh, somewhere, one of these places here, he says that when you put the Tyra into another language, so he says, um, you don't have all of the, uh, all the Jerushas, so when they put it into Yavonis, that's when Klai Yisrael began to taste a taste of Pshutai Shal Mikra, and from there Apikorsus took off, and no one wants to listen to the Divrei Chachamim, that he says, Kasher Baba Niseinu HaRabim, still we have Adayim Azeh. Now, what happens, so basically what you have here is, you have Talmai HaMelech and his 70 Lashinas, which led to Pshutah Shomikra, against Ezra, who he did the opposite. He said, use Ksav Ashuris so you should see the beauty. Stop using Ksav Ivri, use Ksav Ashuris for the beauty. So what happens when it's rampant in the world, Talmai HaMelech, 
you don't have an appreciation of Ezra. Adra, who needs forget Ezra? What he did, he put his back a couple centuries. If we want to have Ezra, we could have done just Chutash of Mikra as his people, these, these Kaifrim could say. So the Ksam Zaifer says, Ksam Zaifer says, that's what it means, Lainaida. They didn't know what the Tzara was. Of course we knew what the Tzara was, Ezra Seifer's yard site was today, Tess Tavis. But Ezra Seifer was before Talmai HaMelech. Years later, when Talmai ah, I don't know, it wasn't so many years later, how many, when Talmai HaMelech and Ches translated the Tzara, and that gave food for all that Bikursim to now start saying Pshutay Shomikra and ignoring Chazal so it's almost like when they got to the next day they said what's today? Why are we fasting today? Ezra died? What kind of Tzara is Ezra dying? Who needs Ezra? That's what it means They didn't no one appreciated the Tzara of Ezra dying of course it's a tainus but Chazal were trying what? I don't know. I don't get what. I don't know if he's responsible. It doesn't. We don't. Bl- we don't blame him. He did it. Big tikkun. What were the benefits? You have to remember. If this is apiro hakaid, it's a proper thing to do. Again, in Yiddish, we don't say ends justify the means, right? We don't say that. But if apiro hakaid, he felt he did the right thing. So in the same direct, the sadikim ayelchu paishimikashlubam, and that's their business, and we we don't bother. That we though? Sure, we have Torah Shabbat has this guy and the Meshachah says if not for that Torah would have been forgotten without Ezra that's why Chazal say since he brought back Ashuris to the regular people it's as if he gave the Torah Roy Torah Linasan Ayyadeh Ezra we started off Ezra was Roy to give the Torah Moshe Rabbeinu came first the Gemara says Chazal say what are we saying he also gave an Asinah HaTorah to Klai Yisrael because he ensured that Torah will remain through the Dairis by giving us the Ksav Ashuris we have an appreciation and we're able to see drushes of Chazal Torah Shabbat Peh remained intact until Rabbi Noah wrote it down and he was the next stage in the the security of Torah Shabbat Peh now again you know if there's Stukim found the Makam for their Kfirah so Stukim found the Makam for their Kfirah there's nothing we could do about it and we suffered much from it but at the end of the day Chazal are, are, are praising him because if not for him Torah would have been forgotten couldn't the Tzadokim have done it from Sad also? It doesn't. And just translate it from Sad into whatever language you want also. It's you know, possible. If you get one level, Sad Evri's a level down, then Sad Shuri, then. It's true, you're, you're right. You're it's, it's the level down with Evri, but they already lost the. It's. it's, it's, it's a, it, uh, see, that's. Uh, I put together a couple pieces over here. It may depend on how. how I, I started off with the piece that they had everything except Ivri and they had that all but could be the other some of the other Mepharshim sound like Tifre Taira they didn't have anything at all the Tifre Taira was in Yerushalayim or in the Mishkan and finished everything else was Taira Shabal Pet I don't know I'm not, I'm not 100% sure and now let's see the Torah in Shabal Shuri sure we have in the original way Moshe Rabbeinu got it why? because of Ezra HaSeifer well, we all have well, what? Well, they didn't have a Tifre Taira they nothing with that risk because they were doing about Pet anyway so Less were at risk. What, from the Tzukim, you mean? No, from the fact that... No, we were going to forget it all. 
we started forgetting everything. That was the danger. We started forgetting. So he brought it back in. Once he brought it back in, everyone has access to it. Once everyone has access to it, and then Tom and ML have comes and translates it between those two things, the Stuka can find a way. Would the Stuka have found a way anyway? It's possible they would have. But the minute, there's a, the way that some slavers saying, the minute Klai Yisrael tasted the taste of a translation, and of Pshutei Shal Mikra, that's what gave it Stukim. So when Talmud put into 70 Lashonis, the Stukim said, 70 Lashonis of Pashib Shat, and one Lashon HaKadosh with all different drushes, who needs that? Let's keep the Lashon HaKadosh also Pashib Shat, and forget the Chachamim, and forget all those things, and finish. So that is the way the Chassam Seifer explains what Ezra accomplished for Kla Yisrael, and that's why tonight Ezra Seifer is a big tzara for Kla Yisrael, because the yard side, I mean the tzara, it's the yard side of Ezra Seifer, and he was, was Mikhaim, Tyra and Kla Yisrael gave us back the Ksav Ashuris, because of Sheikh and all these things. However, later on, on Ches, when Talmai translated it, and that led to all the Kfirah that came about, when it came then to the test, they said, well, Ezra, who needs Ezra? Ezra, Ezra's busy making us do Ksav Ashuris, and do things in Ksav Ashuris, everything's Ashuris. We don't want Ksav Ashuris. We'd be happier. We didn't have Ksav Ashuris. Who needs Ezra? So that is the way the Chassam Seifer explains. Now with that, the Chassam Seifer also just throws in one other thing, and he says, What? Very unclear. That was the day Talmai translated the, uh, the Tyrant of Seventy Lashinas. That was the beginning of the Tzdukim um, undermining Tyrant of so once Ches came along, and then they came to test, and they said, Ezra Seifer's yard said it wasn't such a big deal to them, and they're better Ezra should die, we don't need it. Now some Seifer with that answers, answer, one second, answers one other question. It's bothering him, it happens to be the Jerusha that, that he says all this in, is nothing to do with Tevis, it's the Jerusha Zayin Adar. Um, it's like Shalai bin Kaima. But because he says that the Yartzad of Moshe Rabbeinu protected Kla Yisrael in the days of Purim. Haman thought it's a bad, it's a bad uh, month. But really, the Yartzad of Atat, see, so he doesn't understand. The Yartzad of Ezra HaSeifer is in Tevis. Why didn't, why wasn't Ezra HaSeifer Megan? Why didn't he protect Tevis, number one? That the Torah shouldn't be translated. Okay. And even more than that, that there shouldn't be a Chorban. Why? The, the, the Zardin in Tevis of all months, the Schutz of Ezra HaSeifer should protect. Tevis shouldn't be the month. So he says, because there was no appreciation of Ezra HaSeifer, because they didn't, if you don't appreciate a Tzadik when he's Nifter, if you don't appreciate him, so then his Schutz is not making for you. And the opposite then happens. What he stood for, he stood for Ksav HaKadosh. He stood for Ashuris. In the same month, since we didn't appreciate it, it turned into a troublesome month for us that the same Ksav Ashuris that he fought to protect in this month, and it's, it's almost like you say, it doesn't make sense. In the same month that he, that, he, that, that Ezra Seifer, who stood for Ksav Ashuris, we should translate the Torah, pick a different month. Let it be in Cheshman. Let it be in Shvat. Who cares what month? But his month, the answer is, because since we did didn't appreciate him, it turns Adarab, it turns almost into a Kitruk. And therefore, in the same month that, he tr- that Ezra Seifer was Nifter, who represented Ksav HaKadosh, in this month we almost lose the Ksav HaKadosh for its being translated. And when then there's a 
that that eventually led to the fact when the, why was there Chorban in the Bayesheni we're talking about over here the Chorban Stukim had a lot to do with it Kleitzel was not on the right Madrega so this month when you don't appreciate the Tzaddik he's not going to protect you so you want to know in this month why Ezra Asaifer didn't protect Kleitzel that there shouldn't be Gzardin on the Chorban because we didn't appreciate him if we now tonight on Ezra Asaifer's yard site we begin with the appreciation of the Ksav that we have the Tarsha Balpeh the beauty of the Isis of the Torah the Saidais these are these are, this is the Ksav that the Rebbein wrote on the Luchais and we get an, have an appreciation of Tarsha Shabalpeh and the Chachamim and Amunas Chachamim all that is what Ezra Seifer represented then perhaps his Chus could be Megan that we're going to get now to Asar Beteves when there's going to be Exardin this year if there's going to be a Churban Habayis so let Ezra Seifer be Megan Ezra Seifer let his Chus protect it's only when you appreciate it when you appreciate what he stood for that is says the Chassam Seifer that is what these three days are about Chas we have this terrible Torah of the Torah being translated which we're still suffering from says the Chassam Seifer Tass is the Yartzad of Ezra Seifer and Asar B'Teves is the day that there's a Gzeira every single year and that's why we'd even fast on Shabbos if there's going to be a Chorban and hopefully we got an appreciation tonight a little bit of what Ezra Seifer stood for and then what Asar B'Teves is all about and um, that's what a Tainus is a Tainus is really to do Tshuva whether you fast or you don't fast not the issue but the issue is that a Tainus Chazal says that you have to do tshuva we say aneinu if you're fasting and it's a time of doing tshuva and hopefully if we do tshuva then the gzar din this year will be a binyan based on English. okay we'll stop over here any questions